Welcome to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, best-selling author and life coach. Join me each week to learn more about the strategies, tools, and mindset needed to arise from the overwhelm and create a joyful life you love. To learn how you can work with me further or to get your free copy of my book, The Water Walker, check out juliannekirkland.com. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode because the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, and I'm so happy you are here. Today, I'm talking about steps four and five of my Arise formula, all on how to upgrade your faith. On our last episode, I take you through steps one through three, and I highly recommend you go back and start there, because if you start here, you miss a whole lot of stuff there, and there's just some really good, you know, little nuggets of knowledge in there for you. Okay. But to recap, step one in our arise formula starts with the A and that stands for anointing. God chose you and you are equipped. Knowing and accepting this truth allows you the freedom from constantly needing to seek validation from others. Okay. Step two, it's all about revival, the awakening right? Being fully awake. We're talking like second cup of coffee awake, right? It's actively participating in what God is calling you to do. Revival is freedom from autopiloting your life away. Okay. Step three is I, that's all about intimacy. You learn we are fully known and deeply loved. This one was and still is offering me the greatest room for growth because being vulnerable goes against how I've been surviving for the past 20 years of my life. But God has so clearly showed me that that's exactly why I need intimacy with him because he desires so much more than me to survive my life. He wants me to live my life and experience the fullness of joy and abundance that he created me for. And in the spirit of being vulnerable, God is pressing on my heart right here, right now, to be vulnerable before you and to share what I've been working through in this season. You see, having quadruplets has taught me many, many lessons. Okay, there was a time I sat in the hospital bed. It was just hours before I would end up delivering my babies at just 31 weeks in one day. And I couldn't stop praying. I knew God had led me to this. And I knew he would lead me through this. And I just sat there and I held my ginormous belly. And I just prayed. I prayed that God would use this miracle to impact the lives of others. And here recently, I found myself stifling, stifling that miracle. I was known as the quad mom, and that was hard for me. Yes, I had four babies at once. And yes, that is to date the hardest experience of my life. One that stretched me beyond what I ever thought possible. 
and in all of the ways, right? Like physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. I am the quad mom, but I'm so much more than that. And people have a hard time moving beyond the four babies at once thing. So I started suppressing that miracle and all the lessons that God had shown me through that. And one thing I know for sure, my friends, is that suppression leads to depression every single time. That's a writer downer. I'm going to say it again. Suppression leads to depression every single time. And I became depressed. I felt I had lost my identity. I would ask, is this all, Lord? Like, is this all I'm supposed to be a mom? Like, that's it? How many of you moms listening can relate to that, right? Like, we love our children so freaking much. It hurts at times. But we still don't want mom to be our identity. You know, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a role. It's part of our assignment. But it's not who we are. And so I would pray and I would just ask God these questions. Finally, allowing myself to be raw and vulnerable before him. I don't know. I guess for the longest time, I was afraid to let him see the part of me because I I had prayed for him to allow me to be able to carry and have these four babies. And I was feeling guilty. I didn't want him to see me as ungrateful for the miracle that he chose me to get to experience. And here I am like, oh, but... This isn't like what I thought, (laughs) right? It was awful. And just all those lies I was telling myself and feeling guilty and uh, that I wasn't good enough and, and all of those things, they just start, you know, they start coming all back at you, which is all silly because like when you think about it, he sees it all anyway, you know, again, who was I trying to put a brave face on for, <laughs> you know, like showing up with God. Hey, I got it all figured out. God, no, we're good. I'm totally good. Okay. Let's pray. I want to pray for this person and this person. And thank you so much for all you do for me. Right. When inside I was just dealing with all this inner turmoil and he's like, daughter, really? I see you come on. Right. It's just, it's so silly. <laughs> and it had me thinking about like what I tell my kids after they fall and scrape their knee, you know, they'll be sitting out there on the ground, just crying and 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 crying. And I'm like, okay, well, sitting out here crying about it, isn't going to make it any better. So come to me in here and I'll clean you up and I'll give you a bandaid. And I believe that's what God was saying to me, right? You've had your time crying on the ground. It's time to come to me and get cleaned up and receive the healing that you need to move forward. You know, God had to heal me of that wound, the wound that I caused through my insecurity. He had to heal me of that so that he could upgrade me to the next level of living. And I tell you that story, one, as an example of the healing that comes from the intimacy with God. And two, because it's the perfect segue into step four of this process of upgrading your faith. Step four in our Arise formula 
is the S, and that's all about being spirit-led. When we are created, we are given a physical body, a soul, and a spirit. Our physical body is where we experience life through our senses, right? Sight, touch, sound, taste, and smell. I always forget smell. I don't know why that was always the last one, which is interesting because I have like a a snooter, like a um, hound dog, (laughs) especially when I was pregnant with the four babies. Like I would walk into the salon and I would smell something. I'm like, oh, you must have smoked. Go wash your hands. And they're like, Julie, I haven't smoked in over two hours. I'm like, I can, I can smell it. Go wash your hands and spray some perfume and like twirl around outside for a few times, right? Like that's how powerful my smell was <laughs> during the pregnancy. Anyway, I digress. Okay, so we have our physical body, which has all of our senses, right? That's where we experience life through. And then we have our soul, which is where we experience life through our emotions, our personality, our desires, our passions, right? And our spirit is where we experience life through what God has placed within us to be able to know and relate to him. Our spirit is our capacity to know God. This is what separates us from animals, right? Like our animals have physical bodies and they have souls, right? They have little personalities and, and emotions and, you know, just I have two big dogs and one of them thinks she is a lap dog and she's a blue Doberman. She's ginormous. She's very large dog, but she thinks that she can get up on the couch and like condense herself small enough to sit in your lap (laughs) and she just can't, but she thinks she can. And when you tell her, no, get down, she looks at you like you've broken her heart. So anyway, she's the only dog that's allowed on the couch and she's the bigger of the two, but you know, anyway, so yes, dogs have personalities, animals have personalities, emotions, they have souls, but our spirit is the capacity to know God. That's what separates us from the animals. Okay. So being spirit led is where we bring into submission, our physical body and our soul under our spirit. Okay, in John 4, 24, we're told that God is spirit. Okay, that's important fact number one right there. God is spirit. Important fact number two is in John 16, 7, Jesus says, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is good, advantageous that I go away. Because if I do not, the comforter, Okay, now I'm going to expand on comforter because it's just really good. Okay, this is how it's expanded in the Amplified Classic. Comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener. Like I just got some Holy Spirit goosebumps reading that. Did you? Feels good. Like helper, counselor, comforter, advocate, intercessor, strengthener. Okay, so Jesus says, I got to go. Because then, and only then, can the Holy Spirit come and dwell within you, right? Jesus was one dude. He was in a physical body. He had the physical restraints of being one place at one time. The Holy Spirit does not have those constraints everywhere. In multiple people at one time, right? He doesn't have those constraints. And that's why Jesus is like, I got to go so that he can come, okay? 
And, you know, I think about what it must have been like to walk with Jesus as one of his disciples, you know, like, man, wouldn't it have been so much easier to, to believe, to have faith, to have all those things. If the living God was like walking right beside me, you ever thought about that? I man, and they had it made. <laughs> But Jesus tells us in this verse that that's not the case. He must go so the spirit of the living God can dwell within us, helping us, advocating for us, interceding for us, strengthening us. My friends, you got to know this. We can be assured in our faith that God does what God promises. And being spirit-led is surrendering Everything but that assurance under the mighty hand of God. I know that's a deep one right there. If you're still with me, I want to honor you because God is working, my friend. Don't give up. Lean in and remember where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Okay. Because again, like I thought, walking beside Jesus would be easier. And Jesus is like, no, no, I got to go so that the spirit can come be within you, not just beside you, within you. You have the power of God inside of you. Just take a second with that because wow. Right. Okay. So the last step in our five-step formula is E. And that stands for endurance. Romans 5.3 tells us that we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces endurance. Endurance, perseverance, character, hope. This step is always easy for me to swallow when I'm in a season where I'm not suffering so much. (laughs) You know, like when the ish hits the fan, it's harder to say that, okay? The the suffering is producing endurance and a depth in my character. Like I'm not in that frame of mind when the ish hits the fan. Like when that happens, I just want to be done. I mean, I don't know about you, but I just want to turn the fan off and walk out of the room and shut the door behind me. You know what I mean? Like I don't want, I don't want to have to deal with it. I just put a do not disturb sign on the door and walk away. Maybe sell the house, right? Sometimes that's how it feels. The struggles can be really hard. In fact, when I was writing my book, The Water Walker, I actually start the prologue off with James 1, 2 through 3, where it says, Consider it a pure joy, my brother and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then I go on to question if this verse was meant for someone like me, (laughs) you know, like, but do you mean me too? Because I go through like really hard things, not just some hard things, like the things that I go through are really hard. So uh, me too, are you sure? (laughs) And I thought that the, the trials that the scripture was referring to, like surely those were more everyday inconveniences, right? Because 
surely it wasn't meant for the kind of trials I was facing, right? Because I was going through the hard stuff. And I, I kept trying to believe my way out of it, right? Like I just, I kept that that tight grip on my faith and just white knuckling it, just relying on my own strength. But what God ended up revealing to me was that the faith he was seeking from me was that of release and surrender. He was like, daughter, don't do it in your own strength. That doesn't work so well for you, (laughs) right? Like, hello, I'm here for you. Comforter, strengthener, advocate, intercessor, release it to me. Give it to me. Have, have you ever been in that situation where you're like, I just need somebody to help me get out of it. I just, this weight is too heavy, right? So here's a real life example, very simple one. Um, my kids were getting off the bus uh, the other day and they, okay, bless their hearts because they ha- they're five, right? And they have these huge backpacks that they wear, which, you know, holds their Chromebook, which is like a laptop, their notebooks, which has papers and stuff in it, their lunchbox, their water bottles, their jackets during this season, right? And it weighs more than they do. (laughs) Anyway, so they were all getting off the bus and just like running up the little driveway, just back and forth and look like little penguins running up the driveway, trying to not fall down. And Myers, my sweet little Myers, (laughs) fell to the ground. (laughs) Like he wasn't hurt, but he just kind of just sat there on the ground, like on all fours, just looking at the ground. And so I run down to him and I pick up his bag and then he's able to stand up, right? Like I lifted that load from him and he was able to get back on his two feet, you know, and that's what God wants to do for us all the heaviness, all that stuff that we like just keep piling into our backpack and just like, okay, I got it. I'm going to carry it a little bit further until we crumble to the ground under our own strength or lack thereof. Right. And then God's like, cool. You ready for me to carry that for you now? I'm, I'm happy to help you. That's what I'm here for. Will you give it to me? Right. Like, who? that that's, but that's how good he is. Like, I know it feels like, Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one to swallow there. Right. Another idea of humility right there, but it's true. That's what he wants. He wants to carry your load. We just have to be willing to release it to him just to surrender it. Right. So In the book, I go on and talk about how God ended up showing me that that faith was that of surrender. And then I was able to fully understand that my faith was not meant to be for the mere benefit of changing all my conditions and circumstances, but for the life-altering enjoyment of changing me. You see, endurance is required in up-leveling your faith because God is calling us to consistency of dependence on him. He's saying, let me carry your bag, kid. I will help you. That's what I'm here for. I might not change what's in your bag right now. It's still going to be heavy, but you don't have to carry it. Let me carry it. 
right? And with each new step of consistent faith, we are developing depth to our character. Being the quad mom was definitely my springboard to learning how to upgrade my faith. But it was each day after that that allowed me to become the person God was calling me to be. I couldn't just show up one day as her. I had to become her, grow her, develop her, nurture her. And most importantly, I had to surrender her. So I want to take a moment to encourage you that whatever season you're in right now, you know, maybe you're in a season of all the hard. Maybe you just came out of the season of the hard. Maybe you're headed into a season of hard, right? But whatever season that looks like for you right now, I want you to know that you are fully known and deeply loved. He knows all of you, all the stuff, all the insecurities, all the fears, all the doubts. He knows it all. And he loves you so much, he wants to carry it for you. Give him your backpack. Let him help you, right? Because the best version of you, the one he's calling you to, the one where you live your life with clarity and purpose and peace and joy, that best version of you begins on your next level of faith. That's all I have for today, my friends. And I hope you have a beautiful day. If this message resonated with you, please leave a five-star rate and review and share it with a friend. You can also get your free copy of my book, The Water Walker, on my website at juliannekirkland.com. Until next time, my friends.